I want to thank Tanya Jackson Satchel. The word today is irony, the date, the 24th, the month February, which also happens to be the shortest month of the year, which also happens to be Black History Month, the year 2019, the year 1619. History, her story, 1619, 2019, 400 years. 400 years, our ancestors were stolen from Mother Africa to, and brought to Jamestown, Virginia, enslaved. Our ancestors worked from the land from Kansas in the morning to Kansas at night. My grandmother, Zimmy Sheldon Retha, who lived to be 100 years young, who was a Spelman College graduate, even though her mother was a slave. My grandma, who saved 50 years of Social Security checks to put her first grandchild, she called me Spiky Poo. She put me through Morehouse College and NYU grad film. <laughs> NYU. Before the world tonight, I give praise to our ancestors who helped build this country and was today along with the genocide of its native people. We all connect with our ancestors. We will have love, wisdom, regaining. We will gain our humanity. It will be a powerful moment. The 2020 presidential election is around the corner. Let's all mobilize. Let's all be on the right side of history. Make the, make the moral choice between love versus hate. Let's do the right thing. You know I had to get that in there. Hello. Anders Holmes here of the uh, Holmes Movies Podcast, here with my uh, brother Adam, who is on Skype in America. Hello. It has been a very, uh, yeah. It's been, <laughs> it's been a, yeah. It's <laughs> 2020. Like, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's, um, everything is shit. Um, yeah. 2020, which was already, um, a historically shit year has, uh, just gotten, uh, so much worse. Yeah. Um, it is, it is, uh, yeah. It is a, it is a really strange and um, frightening time, um, but it is also good to see people standing in solidarity around the world and doing, you know, something at least to register their anger at the situation. Um, yeah, and obviously that anger is fueled by the response that we see from governments and from the police forces and so on. Um, it's a global problem. There's yep. racism where you are as well as there's, there are people in Denmark who think it's okay to use the N word. There are people in, Oh yeah, completely. The, there are people in Europe who think that racism isn't a problem. It is. Um, we've got authoritarian regimes around the world doing all this stuff. And, um, you know that it is so it's tempting to look at america and say oh it's all uh it's all shit there isn't it and yes it is and yes um, it is yeah but, but it's, you know it's, it's, it's like this, it's like saying is... oh it's bad there but it can't be bad where we are we're fine no we're not i mean i've i have been at many dinner tables with people who have just casually shouted out the n-word and it has made me extremely uncomfortable and it should never be ever ever be said in public or private or anything like that no, I mean, and, and remember that, um, and this isn't to excuse it at all, but you're in Denmark where 
the language is different and yeah. the heritage of that term is is less weaponized than it is in the US but as you rightly say that does not make it uh, that does not excuse anything um, yeah I mean it's um, yeah I mean there's nothing we can really say that will be adequate we're two white guys we're two privileged white guys sitting on a fucking podcast about films um, but I guess you know um, we should at least recognize that um, that this shit is happening it is the risk that is the cause of you know it isn't just like oh it's it's hot and there's covid and you know too many things happened at once like no yeah. this is this is the result of decades centuries of um you know of systemic uh, racism of um you know a build-up of grievances uh on the you know on the right and left by you know by white people who feel threatened wrongly and um and who channel hate and aggression into uh, you know minority groups in their society forgetting conveniently um you know a long history of european colonialism and um exploitation of other races so um yeah yeah well, i could say at least um i can plug something which is my job <laughs> which which because of covid you know might not exist in a few months but at least it does for now i work at the web du bois center umass amherst if you don't know who web du bois was you should look him up you should read his books and his pamphlets and his articles and his speeches and his poems and his novels and his editorials yeah because even though a lot of them are written over 100 years ago they're very relevant to the current moment so uh, if you want to follow the du bois center you can do so at du bois umass on twitter and at web du bois center on instagram uh and you can visit our website too which is um du bois center dot library.umass.edu and i'm sure anders will link to all these things in the show notes yes i will yeah um and what's i mean and what's the biggest catchphrase that we have when we ever we talk about politics and this sort of thing don't be a dick yes <laughs> don't be a cunt so out there in the world if you think that what you're doing right now is being a dick especially if you're white stop it yes and, <laughs> and also read something or listen to someone yeah and educate yeah. yourself which is yeah what... or be or be educated yeah allow yourself to be educated open Shut... your yeah ears, open your eyes and um and and frankly uh if it's if it's all too much for you if you are someone uh if you are a, a person of color for example who uh who's had enough of educating others and being educated then take take the time escape from it all shut the shut the computer down and breathe and listen to us talk about movies <laughs> yeah like i don't know i'm thinking just the last few days i feel like especially like twitter i'm just i feel like it's just the last few days of just every all this sort of stuff not just the good but all the bad and stuff and all these stupid tone deaf things have just been really i i did do something the other day i reported someone who wrote who wrote probably the worst thing i've ever seen anyone do that i thought was both dangerously arrogant and massively fucking stupid and i reported it and the tweet got taken down his profile's still oh. up but the thing like the thing was a lot of people who i follow on twitter were sort of mutual followers of this guy and when he made said tweet 
he started lose he started bleeding followers dry and everybody retweeted what he said everyone was saying you're a horrible person you shouldn't say anything like this why are you saying something like this sort of stuff now and you know that was just wrong and i think there was some ignorance there and it also of course he's a trump supporter so it makes sense was it vince vaughn by any chance no it wasn't vince vaughn but no it was, <laughs> it was, it was a fatter guy who probably still lives with his parents or something like that i'm not going to read the tweet because it's it's bad just take my word for it it's horrible yeah he was lucky he was on twitter because if he said that in public he would be beaten up well you hope so there's plenty of people saying other stuff yeah. um uh anyway uh yeah i mean i've been on twitter a lot uh, partly just uh, tweeting out um dubois quotes and yeah. trying to follow what's going on um but yeah, I mean, you see, you see, do you do see a bunch of crap? But you also, you, it is a good way of seeing that, seeing what's actually happening. A lot of the videos that have been um, the most revealing of uh, police brutality, for example, including the video of George Floyd getting murdered uh, in broad daylight, um, you know, have been shared on social media. So while yeah. social media is a huge bubble and it is like a huge, it's a, it's a sorry to use the word huge twice. It's this massive. Uh, swimming pool full of uh, people shouting at each other it's it does have a it does have a function um yeah. but boy it's exhausting um <laughs> it's overwhelming but should we should we talk about films now <laughs> yeah let's 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 just talk about films and um but i feel like just sort of highlighting what you said before i feel like a lot of people especially you and me i feel like we should allow ourselves to be silent and listen and i think we should all do that like yeah, be- yeah, it would be it would be really helpful if if um, if a lot of people just shut the fuck up. And yeah. um, it's controversial, and- but you could shut the fuck up, as Dave yeah. Chappelle said. And you can. There are lots of ways of showing solidarity, and there are lots of ways of protesting. And actually, one other thing we should say is: don't make it all about you. No. Help someone else, and um, and then you know, uh, see what happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, 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 I will. I will say in all of this horror, there is some inspiring stuff out there. Yeah, and um, I really think that um, you know, in the same way that we have not we have not solved the problems of racism, but no. there have been moments in human history where it has the, the world has been confronted with it, and yeah. um, and it has it has brought some results it has not solved everything but let us hope that this is one of those moments i now really think we should start talking about this because uh yeah what are you recommending yeah it's, it's been hard to kind of recommend stuff i've been watching um yeah. oh, sorry. <laughs> thomas the tank engine <laughs> he died the other day the guy that voiced thomas the tank engine died well the guy who voiced after ringo star he... Ring... oh fuck. i thought you were gonna say ringo star died <laughs> Horace said Thomas and shut his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Strawberry Fields, Thomas. No, um, no, the guy who voiced him after Ringo Starr had finished, he passed away. I'm, I'm very sorry. I do not mean any offense to that guy, but I have no idea who that is. Unless, unless, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I obviously rest in peace and all that, but I, it, it's Ring, it's Ringo Starr. If, if, yeah, there is only one narrator of Thomas the Tank Engine. What are you recommending? Before, and please do not say birth of a nation. No, 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 no. 
no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, that is... Uh... I've seen... Or I haven't seen... I have, I've only seen clips from that film, but they're very, like... Oh, it's a horrifying thing. Let's let, quick. quick just, what are you recommending? We don't have time to talk about this okay. anymore. So, like, I have been trying to find something to sort of recommend, and I feel like I do want to recommend something which I did watch recently, which is directed by Spike Lee, because I've been watching a lot of his films lately, and I do find his films to be extremely important in a lot of ways because he is a filmmaker that has a lot to say, and. The films I have watched are some of the some I haven't seen before, like uh, Chirac at, and his uh, war film *Miracle at Saint Anna*, which um, it tells the story about uh, four Buffalo soldiers in uh, Italy during the Second World War. Are they called Buffalo soldiers? They're, they're part. They're four black soldiers. They were called Buffalo soldiers in the 92nd Infantry Division in 1944. Cool. They were called that. But the film I do want to recommend is is one of his films, which came out 20 years ago, which is now part of the Criterion Collection. And that is his uh, 2000 film, uh, made in the year 2000, uh, Bamboozled, starring Jada Pinkett Smith and uh, Damon Wayans. And the sort of the way that I would sort of introduce the film is read a line from the movie ri- uh, said by uh, Michael Rappaport's character. He was in Deep Blue Sea. He's the guy who's like, "You gotta trust me, cause I'm trustworthy." He's the guy that uh, dates Phoebe in in a few episodes in Friends. He's the cop. Okay. So this is the line that he says in the movie, which I think kind of sums up what uh, Spike Lee is trying to say in certain bits. You know, I grew up around black people my whole life. I mean, if if the truth be told, I probably know N-words better than you. And don't go getting offended by my use of the quote-unquote N-word. I have a black wife and two biracial kids. I feel like I have a right. I don't give a goddamn what that prick Spike Lee says. Tarantino was right n-word is just a word if old dirty bastard can use it every it, use it every other word why can't i did bill de blasio say that <laughs> <laughs> no but the, the movie is set in new york so the movie stars damon wayans who plays uh, pierre delacroix whose real name is peerless uh Dothan, who is a very uptight harvard educated uh black man who works in a tv uh news network called cns and he basically, and his the the line I was said was written, but was said by Thomas Dunwitty, played by Michael Rappaport. And basically, he very much does not like his job. And you know, Dunwitty is basically saying, "Come on, we need new shows." And he basically throws out a lot of uh, Delacroix scripts, which are trying to portray black people in a very positive and very intelligent light. And uh, Dunwitty, Del- uh, he dismisses them as Cosby clones. And sort of, in a way, to get himself out of his job, Delacroix develops a show, a minstrel show, a satirical minstrel show, where he gets black actors to wear blackface and say racist jokes and puns and, you know, have very s- offensive stereotypes, which we've seen many times before in films and old 1930s movies and things like that, expecting himself to feel like this show is is is, is bad, it's in bad taste this should never be seen i'm gonna get fired but the problem is it becomes a huge success oh it's like the producers it's like springtime for hitler yeah it's basically a blend of the producers and network uh cindy lumet's network it has all those kind of elements to it and it, it very much it it's it's funny in times it's shocking quite a lot of the times in in how it takes this very satirical look 
at black representation in the media and how often you know even if things are done in the sort of in this you know in the in the, which starts off in good attentions we could also add to the problems that people like you know f- this film rings like a lot of things that are shown in this movie and portrayed they do ring true now as they did back you know 20 years ago when the film was re- was released well that's kind of the point you know yeah um this stuff isn't new is it no um and i think spike lee knows that better than anyone yeah but it's just like it, it there it's just <laughs> I mean, he does get like really strong reactions from his movies and they are like, I mean, all of his movies like do the right thing. They are just, you know, I mean, do the right thing has immense relevancy today. And it's such a great, great film. And he's a fantastic filmmaker. And I'm but, looking... but of course, Driving Miss Daisy was the film that won the Oscar that year. Yeah. And he also lost to Green Book. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. So, but uh, Damon Wayans is really good in the film. I but the sort of MVP of the film is uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, who plays his, um, who plays his secretary, who very much is you know works on the show, but then starts to really question herself and tries to distance herself away from it. And she has a really good scene where she, um, where she speaks with uh, Man Ray's character, Savion, uh, played by Saving Glover, about because he, he accuses her of sleeping her way to the top, and then she goes on this really good speech just because, you know, you know, because I'm a woman, you really feel like I've slept my way to the top. No, because I worked really hard and st- stuff like that. I'm not doing the line justice, but she she's it's a really really good speech and a great bit of acting from Jada Pinkett Smith. Well, it sounds it sounds like um, a good film for the current moment. Is it yeah. funny? It is funny in places like it's sort of it's you you laugh at it in kind of an uncomfortable way because it's like you know like the sort of satirical the show that they have this this minstrel show that they call uh what do they call they call it Mantan the new millennium minstrel show and it's like so we're we're putting blackface on black actors we're making them blacker and, and things like that so it's kind of funny a little bit and also just how blown up the show gets and how people embrace it and then like they just these actors go out and all these public all these white people in the audience are wearing blackface and things like that it's it's, oh jesus christ oh it it sounds like brilliant satire but almost too uncomfortable yeah but you know it's it's and also has a great network uh reference where um at where they you you know it's it's basically the whole speech like I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. And he uses it very well. Cause I feel like, I feel like Spike Lee at this point, and, and he still is in some ways in the way that a white dominated film world, you know, views and shows black people on, on TV and film, you know, I, I'm not taking it anymore and things have to change and black people have to be represented better and in a more positive way in, you know, in films going forward. Yeah. Um, I mean, the depiction of, minorities in american cinema is a long and pretty shameful story um and um yeah hey it there's a lot that still needs to be done to redress that um yeah balance but yeah it's like there's like one bit in the film where he like cuts together all these old footage of like of from the all these old films and even like you know, Hattie McDaniel shows up in one and things. I think they make a reference to Uncle Remus at one point or something like that. I don't know. It just, it just kind of shows that this, 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 like the, the way that they were portrayed in the thirties and like the, up until like now they have been, it's been really questionable the way that they portray uh, black people in films. 
question i mean it's, it's been abhorrent <laughs> yeah um so yeah okay well i will say one th- and watch that. i will say one thing the film is shot in a very it's it's shot with um it was shot on uh, mini dv digital video using uh sony vx cameras but it was later converted to film format so it does have kind of a dogma cinema look hmm so it's it I, it's a very interesting approach. It, it it does feel a bit like maybe you could have shot this a little bit more conventionally, but I think maybe because the format and stuff, I don't know, maybe gave it, it limited the budget him him using these multiple cameras and getting like sh- multiple shots during different setups and things like that. But in in some scenes during the show, the minstrel show that they do, they use Super Sixteen film. Okay, great. So that's my recommendation. Bamboozle. Well, awesome. Well, um, I guess it just remains to say, um, you know, watch an anti-racist movie this week if you can. Yep. Uh, read an anti-racist book. Um, do something to help. Shut the fuck up. Listen and stay safe. Exactly. Stay safe. Have a good day, guys. <laughs>